Testing one, two. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're actually in studio recording for a change. That's nice, isn't it? Yes. This the is, sound quality is great. This is our times three. Times three. <laughs> We've been a part of Podcast Detroit for three years, two years, two three years. years. And this is only the third time in studio because we're always out and about doing stuff. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> feels good. It feels good. It feels real good. It's creepy. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Feed After Midnight. I'm Steve. And I am Mike. And today we're going to talk about a lot of random shit because, hey, it's what we do. Why not? We've actually uh, – we were on the ride over here. We were talking about a lot of different things. We wanted a podcast about, you know, the comic books and movies and stuff. And we completely threw all those ideas out the window because we came up with a lot of other shit. Yeah. <laughs> also – Yeah, we had a lot of concepts <clears throat> going at once. Also movies and uh, – Television and comics, though. So it's a, <laughs> we right. just kind of switched uh, gears a little bit. But, uh, yeah, one of the things, like, Mike Mike and I had been talking about um, was that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And that was interesting because we saw that, and I liked it. I usually don't like the whole CGI I'm, you know, aspect I'm, of stuff, but I dug it, man. You know, you know who does it a lot is DC will come out with animated movies all the fucking time. And I, I know they make good quality shit because I watched uh, the Killing Joke animated movie and that was fucking top notch. I have not found many animated movies to like for comic shit to be anywhere near as good as something like the Killing Joke's uh, animated version. Um, but, you know, I got to say, man, all these awards and whatever that Into the Spider-Verse is up for, it's completely deserving. This thing fucking blew me away. Um, like right from the beginning, you can tell like it's not a hundred percent CG. You can tell it's not a hundred percent like done on a computer. Like there's scenes where like he does things in a choppy motion, and you can tell they almost damn near drew the whole fucking movie. And it's fucking insane to think about because like there's this like especially in the beginning, there's this part where like he taps on his neck with the pencil while he's doing some uh, drawing and shit. And when he taps on his neck, you see the fucking pencil marks that they drew in for effect That's of, cool. of the slap of the pen on his <laughs> neck. It's so fucking cool. But uh, no, it's it's just a really good movie. Like even if it wasn't a Spider-Man movie, it's just a really good movie. The way they put it together. And I yeah. like that the comedy in it was spot on. Always. With the awkward, you know, the, the awkward kid the, aspect of it. Yep. <clears throat> 
You know, it, and like the, the cast of it was great. Um, I, I love that Chris Pine is like the perfect Peter Parker Spider-Man. <laughs> and then like he dies like really quick. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then it switches into that lazy actor that's like actually hilarious. And he's like the fat slob of a Spider-Man. But uh, <laughs> it was a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was great. No, I, I thought uh, honestly they they really hit this movie out of the park like. From the beginning to the end, the only thing that I thought was kind of funny was how they made Kingpin like this big fucking hulking, like shoulders that are four feet wide and shit. Like he was fucking ridiculous looking. He's a little bean head at the top of it. Like <laughs> was pretty funny. No, but the the guy that played Miles, he did a great job. The the Easter eggs were through the fucking oh, roof. So many. Um, and even all the way down to the the ending. When you get the uh, the post credit, did you watch the post credit with the uh, other Spider Man twenty ninety nine? He's like and the pointing thing. The pointing. <laughs> he's like he's like no, this is your fault. No, it's you. No, but it's you. No, no, you. No, <laughs> they're just going back and forth, <laughs> blaming each other and shit. And Jameson's like, oh, which one is it? <laughs> oh my god, I was watch- I was rereading. Uh- uh, some of the old Marvel comics that I've collected over the years, and there was that Universe X and Earth X series that came out where it's like the, the Inhumans, you know, you, you have to Google it, guys. Inhumans would take forever to describe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but basically the, the Inhumans had this stuff called the Ter- the Terrigen Mist that mm-hmm. can mutate regular humans. It basically basically activates the celestial seed in all humans where it, like, it causes a mutation. And they use it to mutate themselves and make, you know, all the Inhumans more powerful, all that shit. And it's considered kind of sacred or whatever. Well, black the Inhumans are dying. Not as many babies are being born. They're dying off. They mm-hmm. have to leave their hidden city on the moon. So Black Bolt knows if they go out into Earth, they're going to just die off. Like the Inhumans will cease to be because they'll just merge with everybody else. And it's dangerous for them. You know, he sees how mutants are treated and all that. So – his mad, his mad brother Maximus is going to blow up this bomb, which and mutate the whole planet. Well, Black Bolt stops him. The Inhumans. There's a big. Right. There's a whole comic series on it. Well, Black Bolt, you know, when everybody's leaving, Black Bolt turns and he looks at the bomb, and you see him kind of think for a second. He goes and he clicks the button and blows it up. He mutates every human on the planet. Shit. Causing him – like literally every human except Tony Stark becomes mutated. That's fucking Tony. Crazy. Tony doesn't because he locks himself in some of his armor and then he locks himself in Stark Tower and converts Stark Tower into a factory oh, to create shit. armors and basically just an armored – you know. But <clears> – and all this shit goes down. Like it's – it's and obviously it's alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Alternate, it's another one of the multiverses. But uh, some of the mutations that occur – are interesting. Like, like Peter Parker doesn't mutate. He's mm-hmm. still Spider-Man, you know, because it turns out his being bitten by a radioactive spider wasn't necessarily the cause of his mutation. It's simply the radioactivity triggered his mutation mm. that already existed within him. So he didn't mutate anymore because he that's was, an interesting twist. Yeah. So which is a nice t- take on his character, but Jameson, <laughs> Jameson mutated into a donkey man. Oh my <laughs> he's god. He's like a, literally a horse's ass. He's a he's a huge donkey head and cloven feet. No. And, <laughs> and like the first thing he does is reveal who Peter because he's so angry and so crazy. He reveals who Peter Parker is, but you know, to the world because he knew. He knew who all the the heroes were. Yeah. He purposely didn't 
yeah. reveal their identity because some of them were helpful to him and it kept his, his paper going. Right. Like he knew who Doctor Strange was. He knew who the – you know, all these – but um, and then what happened was is that they – um, uh, like nobody gave a shit because mm-hmm. there was so much other shit going. I mean society broke down. When everybody's got powers, everybody's ripping everything apart and going crazy – Nobody cares right. about little shit like that. I mean, some people did, but most for the most part, they didn't care. You know, right? And <clears throat> you've got—I mean—that whole series. If you guys want to read an interesting alternate universe shit like Into the Spider Verse, read Earth X and Universe X, and then after that, there's Paradise X, where it's just like fucking insane. You know, Marvel comes back. He gets reborn oh, as shit. a son of Adam Warlock and her, <laughs> oh, and fucking God. like he collects all these artifacts from everybody. And he goes and he fucking kills death. Oh my and god! And it turns out like like Thor and the Asgardians actually aren't Asgardians. They were aliens that had achieved the fourth level tier of mutation. Oh my god! And so they so whoever in that mutation, whoever like views them determines what they look like and how they act. That's the that's that mutation. It's like having a power where you reflect everybody's the people who's who are observing you their inner desires. If you are a primitive person and you think that the alien appearing before you is the devil, they're going to become the devil. Right. They're going to think they're the devil. Yeah. Their entire person or their entire being changes to be what you think them to be. So these aliens landed on Earth a long time ago and lo and behold, this uh, old Viking dude was like, you know, they must be the gods of old. It's Odin. So Odin then became Odin. One of them became Thor. One of them became Loki. Mm -hmm. One of them became Suter. You know, like all of a sudden there was a level of hell that was created. You know, it's it's, it's freaking insane. That's you know, awesome. all this shit happens. So then, you know, the whole series is just a lot of fun. You know, it's a lot of fun to read. I but like it's that alternate alternate universe. It stuff. is great, and I love that into the Spider Verse to bring it back to that because I went off on tangent because it's his tangent cast. Um, <laughs> that's probably exists somewhere. I'm, I'm sure. sure somewhere. I, I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, freaking like, you know, you have all these alternate Spider Man and Spider Girls. Yeah, there's Spider-Man Noir. Which I love. Nicolas Cage is wonderful (laughs) as Spider-Man Noir. The way he speaks is great. Yeah. yeah, It's so good. Man, I love that he's, like, so intent on solving a fucking Rubik's Cube of all things. Like, because he can't see in color. He's still in black and white (laughs) in his head. (laughs) That's so cool. But, uh, I don't know. I feel like Penny Parker, the anime, you know, or the... Is it anime? It was just like a manga version of a the girl, Spider-Man. The girl with the robot? Yeah. With the, the spider itself was what had the power. I feel like it didn't need to be no, there. That was kind of unnecessary. I thought, it, I thought it was a bit much. I mean, there was redemption moments where I'm like, all right, she didn't need to be there, but that scene was really cool, so I'm going to give it a pass. Well, what other, what other spider characters from the multiverse would you rather had? I'd rather have, like, maybe the clone, mm-hmm. maybe like his ben, son. Ben Parker. Kane. Kane would be cool. I would have liked to have seen the the uh, the Captain Universe version of Peter, where he didn't give up the Captain Universe power. Give us the, the Fantastic Four one with the bag oh, on his head. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> the four armed one that where he mutated and had uh, like the oh four yeah, six arms. like he was actual Spider Man. Yeah, and never like, and never actually unmutated. Yeah. So he always had those arms. Give us the fucking punk rock one that had the mohawk and shit oh, that yes. only appeared for like and and comic like mm-hmm. just one. Oh my god! But uh, they actually brought that one back for the Spider Verse comics. There's really? Like, there's like, um, I think it's called Spider Geddon. Spider Geddon. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. Awesome. It's an event that's going on. <laughs> I, th- I forget if it ended already, but uh, 
No, it's like it's like Into the Spider Verse if it were just comics. That's kind of cool. And uh, yeah, I feel like there's so much more they could do. I feel like with um, even Spider Man 2099, I think they could do a full sequel on just him because and and they got some star power just to get him alone because that's uh, Oscar Isaac, the guy that plays Poe Dameron. Oh yeah. Um. And he's he's in all these other movies that I absolutely fucking love. That dude's a great actor. But uh, I mean, you got that star power for just a a two minute cameo. Yeah, I really think they got somewhere in the plans a sequel just centering around him going into different multiverses. Well, it's fun. I mean, the, the interesting the interesting thing about the multiverse concept, like DC had been doing it since the fifties. Was yeah. it nineteen? 19- 53 Wonder Woman, right? You know, right. like they, they did the alternate universe multiverse thing. But Marvel hadn't done it until freaking 1983. Yeah. Was it uh, – I wrote it down. I talk like I know what I'm talking about. I'm looking at a piece of paper. Um, it's uh, <laughs> Marvel's The Daredevils, number six, 1983, written by Alan Moore. That's when they established split The multiverse universes. concept made its formal debut. Mm. Uh, in this case, it was Captain Britain who discovered that along with a bunch of other Captain Britons, it was his job to guard Marvel's own multiverse as part of the Captain Britain Corps. Which in universe That's X, sweet. which in, in universe X gets completely dis- dismantled and destroyed. But <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like DC's been doing multiverse for so long yeah. that now, like Dark Knight's metal happened, and mm-hmm. like even they pushed beyond their own multiverse. Oh yeah, that's how ridiculous it oh, is. Oh yeah, like well, look, you know, it's it's a Dark Knight. Dark, God damn it, Dark Knight's metal was good. It was so good. We were talking recently about um, to go off on another tangent. A little bit. Um, White Knight. White Knight was really good. We talked about White Knight before, where. Um, just so you know, the concept of Batman completely going over the edge, or at least society's perception of him being—yes, he's way too in over his head yeah, and, and violent he's like, and crazy. Yeah, he lost. Really, it. he shoves the pills down the Joker's throat, and he's like, "You want to be saying, you want to, you know, I'm going to fix you, I'm going to fix you permanent." Rah, and he loses it, and he shoves the pills down the Joker's throat, and makes the Joker sane. Yeah, but Harley had engineered the whole thing. Spoilers. And uh, well, <laughs> big spoiler. It was a great series. I mean, you get the Batcave being exposed and. Um, you see Bruce in a very visceral way. Like every yeah. time he's drawn, he looks scary. On and he's purpose. different. They lock him up, you know, and he's just like because he's he's nuts. Even Dick Grayson and all of them are like, dude, no, yeah, you need to fucking step back. Barbara Gordon is like, Barbara's pissed at she's him. She's like, what's the matter with you? Yeah. Chill the fuck. He's like, they all have to die. Right. Everyone dies. He's like, what? No. They're like, no, 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 no. Uh-huh. You know, and he just he loses it. So like, it's funny because they release that back tech, you know, and they have a point though, and this is it's they have a point in that series where they say, look. Bruce could have given the the, the the Gotham Police Department back technology. Right. Bulletproof cars, cars that can make corners to 90-degree turns and, and no, save a lot of lives. Yeah, you could make the argument like that would have just led to more corruption and then, you know, the, the city literally controlling people like a mob. But yeah. like, But your whole goal is to fight crime. You got fucking tanks and shit mm-hmm. that you're riding around yep. on your own terms. Yep. And now you lost it. So how much better are you than them? Like, exactly, and like they, there's a whole slush fund out there for people that get injured by Bruce doing right. Shit. Like Driving. the city is designating money to oh, yeah. fix his problem. Well, like there was that whole scene where like they talk about the the woman lost her kid because Bruce was driving across the rooftops in the fucking Batmobile. Yeah, and it the roof tiles collapsed, collapsed in, and, in. and killed the, yeah. and killed the kid or crippled the baby or whatever. Uh huh. And Bruce like, oh, I feel bad about it. It's like, no, you don't feel bad about that. You're playing. You're yeah, having you're playing your game. It's your toys. Like it's your toy. Your game is fighting crime. Yeah. You're a little kid that never left that alley. So now you're fighting crime, making up for something that happened a long time ago that you can never fix. Right. And, you know, when you look at the character from that perspective, 
you know, it's like, God, he's a dick. Right. <laughs> Batman's an asshole. Right. I mean, he saves lives, but most of the time he just likes beating up people that he thinks are naughty. Right. You know. Most like, of these people need help, like actual mental yeah, help. Mental like, help, yeah. You know, and he's just like beating the fuck out of them. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. And then, you know, White Knight, that was the first time I had looked at the character from that perspective of, you know, okay, he's – Keeps, he keeps locking these people up and they keep being released. You know, he yeah. puts them in Arkham. He could put them in a prison in Metropolis. He right. Could put he could take them anywhere. Else. But he puts them in Arkham because he knows subconsciously they're going to get gonna out. They're going to get out and he gets to chase them down again and fight them again because it's fun. And Wayne, like, funded Arkham. Yep. Like, for yeah. a long time. Uh, it's, so it it's, just adds into it. Like, it's really kind of crazy. And then the thing that bugs me about that series. It was perfect in and of itself. It didn't need any addition. Don't you dare sneeze. In my <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Somebody somewhere is listening to this in a car and just lost control of the joint. They just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I just narrated your death. <laughs> That's terrifying. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, they're making a sequel. I saw... A, we we yeah, found out White Knight today. sequel. I don't know why. It's not necessary. And I have the synopsis. I, I, I wrote down the synopsis, you guys, because I, I thought it was just kind of kind of necessary. This is off the, the, the interweb series. It says, in the eagerly awaited sequel, the Joker recruits a savage partner to help him expose a shocking revelation about the Wayne family's legacy and run Gotham into the ground. As Batman rushes to protect his city and his loved ones from this corrupt conspiracy, the mystery of his ancestry unravels and deals a devastating blow to the Dark Knight. Exciting new villains and unexpected allies will clash across history in this unforgettable chapter of the White Knight saga, and the truth about the blood they shed will shake Gotham to its core. Is it necessary? Well, they they did touch on shit like that in White Knight. Yeah, with his dad. His and all dad that, was into know? like not, like saving the Nazis because they were really good at science. Yeah, so, yeah. Like his dad actually saved. Freezes yeah. dad yeah, from yeah, being, yeah. and he was a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, dude, let you don't need to. Why can't you just make a series and say, okay, this is a jewel. It's perfect. It came out really good. I liked it. Right, really liked polished. It. And Leave it, it alone. Did a good job. Leave it. Let it go. Go move on to something else. You don't have to keep beating. And they do this all the time with with movies mm-hmm. and and television series. They beat a fucking dead horse until there's nothing left. And it's right. just horrifying. It's horrifying. I feel like this is the kind of horse that like was alive. Yeah, you made yeah, it dead. Yeah, yeah, you like, made it dead. You're killing it. Yeah. You literally went up and shot this horse. You literally just oh my God. You, you pulled the trigger, dude. That's Not cool. Not cool. You know. I, like I feel like, you know, a lot of people were kind of giving this comic backlash uh Batman the Damned. Um because there was the scene where Batman takes off his his bat suit. You don't see anything. I mean, like Read the comic. You do not see anything. But people were like, Batman takes his pants off and shows his dick. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I remember that. No, yeah. I read the comic. You don't see it. Yeah, you see it. Somebody actually had to draw it in it's to like a, make it real. Yeah, it's like, like a big outline of a shadow of his penis. And you can't like even see it. You cannot see it when you're reading that comic. When you're scrolling through and you're just seeing, all right, he took off his suit. I'm sure Batman takes off his suit. And then, like, like the most you see is, like, half a cheek. That's it. Did you? I mean, what? It's, it's, it makes sense. It's a, a bit of that sexism too. It's it's women have been drawn with just like their boobs out and freaking like nipple rings and all sorts of shit. Obnoxious. In the comic, comics for years. And Dudes like, are just prepared to like 
yeah. only see women in that yeah, light. It's exactly what it like, is. Like you know. So the second a dude is like remotely close to being naked, it's like. Ah, oh my god! Dicks. Put a bat, put, put a sock on it. Put a bat put a, sock on it. It's like a sock with a little bat symbol on the top. Nah, the, the bat dick cover, please. Oh. Unnecessary. But like, I feel like that comic is a good example of taking a new concept after a really good Batman story has already been told because it came after White Knight. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with White Knight, yep. but it is a dark Batman story. Oh yeah, it's you know it's it's got. Um, the usual, like, uh, you know, like Constantine shows up and he's usual Constantine. Yeah. Um, Batman is being convinced that, like, he might be the one that killed this person. He might have been tricked into killing somebody by a villain and he doesn't know. So he's like beating himself up inside about it. It's really dark and and twisted, but it's, and that's the whole purpose of the comic. It was supposed to be one of them, uh, Almost like a dark, like a dark horse kind of comic, and uh, no, they just did a really good job of making sure it was unique and original. And it's just not not the kind of thing you should analyze too deeply because it only can be matched up with itself. And that leads into don't do a sequel. Yeah, exactly. Because you know you can analyze the shit out of White Knight. And, yeah, there's little things here that you can end up, like, earning a sequel out of. But not fucking, like, taking that small little piece of info you get about Bruce's family in the past and turning it into a full-ass sequel series. It's unnecessary. I don't need to read it. I don't even need to read it. I don't even think I'm going to read it now. Like, now that I know that that's the premise, I don't feel like I should read it. Because they end White Knight with Joker... uh, being like underwatched by Harley. Yep, and you, you and Batman tells her yeah, like, "Hey, I know what you did. M- like, you make know. sure, make sure he's good. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Like, all right. So, well, she failed. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, you know. But no, it's just, and there's two different. Wasn't there, I love that there's like there's, a multiverse of Harleys in it. Yeah, there's just two different Harleys. There's the one when the, in that comic they explained that she was one of them was like the, a Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, bank it, chick. Yeah, because the original Harley was gone at that point. Like she was pregnant, she, right? She, she, no, she left Joker because she was trying to get him better and he refused. Yeah, and because uh, she was the kind of chick that was crazy too, and she bettered herself. She got out of it. Yeah. And then she tried to better him, and he was like, "Fuck you!" And exactly. Like, yeah, no. And then like, um, I think she, I think he tried to kill her. Yeah, and she was like, "I'm, I'm done." And she took her hyenas and she left. She dipped. And then like, what? A couple months later, he's robbing that bank, and he sees and he sees another, this blonde-haired girl, and she looks close enough. He starts calling her Harley, so she's like, "I can be Harley." Oh, cool! Right, yeah, you total know. Stockholm. Like, so that's she goes why crazy. that's why you have one Harley that's not quite as sadistic, and then this other Harley who's like killing people completely and nuts. And she's actually worse. worse than Joker. Yeah. Oh yeah, she, they actually call her New Joker. Yeah, um, but she's. I, I really like that part of the story. And I like the fact that they had, like, the multiverse of Bat Batmobiles. Like, they had the, the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, Bat Tank. They had the classic, like, <laughs> that was cool. they had the Michael Keaton Batmobile. Oh, they did. I know. They had the one, they had the one from the 1940s. Yeah, the classic oh, uh, Adam West one they had. They, man, it was just awesome to see all of them together. Um, 
It's just a really solid story. I'm really upset that they decided to do a sequel. It just didn't need it. It was really unnecessary. It had a really good beginning, middle, and end. They didn't need to push it further. That's just milking it. And that happens a lot with – well, we can go into Star Trek Discovery a bit too. I mean, you know, I was – the last season I was like – Completely like no. Yeah, I was like whatever. I mean it wasn't god-awful but it wasn't good. It was – it was. I mean but if you look at the – the original Trek and even Next Generation and stuff like that, you'll like see – Like across the board with with Trek, it's yeah, like the first, season, the first season is always the worst season. Yeah, even Next Generation, which is great. Um, but that first season of Next Gen was shitty. Yeah. It was. Well, I mean, it's because – I mean I get it. They figure – they got to figure things out, the kinks, what works, what doesn't work. We're going to try something that's slightly different and see what parts of that is is going to appeal to the audience. And if none of it appeals to the audience, just fucking change the whole formula. Well, look, I mean, they got rid of uh, uh, Crusher, and at the end of season one, they yep. introduced Pulaski, yeah, and then and then they they brought Crusher back. And it's funny because it's called, it's almost like the Riker's beard syndrome. When Riker got his beard, when John Frakes got his beard, <laughs> the show got really good. Yeah, like and that, but that was season three, right? I say you know, like season that was probably season. I don't know, maybe it was season. Three. I don't know. Either way. That's become like a, a thing. So I'm waiting for Discovery to find their right to, to, to get their land on beer. that. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then you know, with the introduction of uh, Captain Pike, all the promos I saw, I was like, "That's pretty cool," you know. <clears throat> and they've approached him. I watched the first episode last night. Yeah, they approached him. You know, the way that his character introduces himself, the way he acts, is a lot like Jeffrey Hunter's original portrayal. Of Pike's character, which is a true 1950s leading man, mm-hmm. he's cocky. He's charismatic. He ignores the rules when they get in his way. Right. You know, which is very typical. And he's not he's not always right, but by the end of the the episode, you're looking at you're like, well, I see why he did that. Right. Makes me love him even more. You right. know, and that's the way they wrote them back then. You know, and he's it's very very cool, and I, I like the character. Um, they're not going to keep him obviously because he's the captain of the Enterprise. He's not the captain of the Discovery. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to introduce someone else to be the captain of the Discovery. I'm hoping they don't decide to try, try to make Michael Burnham the captain of the Discovery because that would be fucked up. I don't want to see her as a captain. She's more fun as a science role. And, right. You know. I mean she could but I feel like you would need another bridge character to get yep. her to that point. Yeah, exactly. And you'd ha- you'd you don't just take thrust away. somebody into that position. There needs to be somebody that's that ready for that position. Yeah, it would take away from the story. Right. You know. But they, what they're doing with this though, like, you know, we've seen promo images of it. I've seen, you know, they're coming this season on, you know, Discovery. Mm-hmm. You know, watch us, you know, shit all over everything you love because they're all of a sudden like – I was I had such high expectations, you know. And they've got – the promo they did at the end of the first episode shows Spock kissing Michael. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, like all this weird shit's but going But then on. see like that's weird because aren't they supposed to be like – Brother and sister. Siblings. Yeah, they were raised, yeah. And in, uh, in the camp. And there's this whole thing with them like their, their relationship is complicated. Like what the fuck – you know, don't – I mean you're not messing with canon per se because we know little we don't of Spock's know. life. Like this we is, don't know. This is a decade before Kirk took, Kirk took over as Captain of the Enterprise. So we know z- almost zero in canon of what happened in, in, to, in Spock's life at, right. at this point. But um, the, the current established Discovery canon is that all we know is that they are siblings mm-hmm. to an extent. Yeah, they described like, that a little bit in the first episode. Oh. Like not completely siblings, but like to an extent they were raised together yeah. as brother and sister. Sarek admits he brought her home not only to take care of her but also because he wanted her to teach Spock 
empathy. Yeah. And he thinks he failed at that because Spock has like zero empathy for other people, um, which is weird that Sarek is even concerned about that. Yeah. Um, but like they, you know, they, they came out today that, you know, and I was talking, I was, I looked on Twitter and the reason I found out is because, uh, M class podcast had, uh, posted something, uh, Jeff had posted something about, you know, what the fuck is this? And it's, you know, the verge, and I'm not, I, I didn't want to click on it because it seemed like clickbait. The verge is kind of clickbaity. I don't know. But they, they talked about how, Spock wound up in a mental institution in episode three, and he killed three guards to get out. And it was just like you're taking the character who, I mean, yeah, he was a little emotional the very first, the very first first pilot episode for Star Trek. And this is in the '60s, uh-huh. you know. But it's not really like and the characters could, weren't established then. See, they could be a because he was smiling. They could and be going into that shit, though, you know? because like. If that's how he was in the very first appearance and then his mood changed after that, yeah, could be the they could be wild. playing into the fact of like this is who he was before he changed. Yeah. You could know, be, yeah. I could I could see that as a as their choice. But they never really – in all the established portrayals of Spock, they never really established him as being really emotional ever. Either right. He has or, brief moments of choices. Yes. But – You know. So I'm like, oh, I don't want them to make him some kind of crazy emotion. You know, one of the things that makes the Vulcans so fun is that they are barren. Emotionally. They're cold. They're purposely barren emotionally. They have emotions, but they hide them. They cover them. They control them. If you just make it so that they can have emotions whenever it's convenient for the plot mm-hmm. or the writing, that takes away from that character. It's right. like having a robot sidekick. The robot psychic is great for dry humor and doing stupid, stupid shit because he's a robot. He doesn't understand emotions. But the minute that you give that character emotion, emotion, or have him act as if he has emotion, it takes away that fun aspect of it. It takes away from the I don't know. It, it's, right. Like, why didn't you have this emotion all the time? The thing that bugs me about Discovery is that I'm the more I watch it, the more it creeps into the fanfic. It's, it's like you're re-watching somebody's that. fan fiction. I can see that. You know, and you look at some of the established writers. Well, the the most of the writers of season one were the kind of dudes that spent their lives all the way from the 70s on writing yeah. their own fan fics. So that's confirmed. Like, yeah. like I actually sat down at a, a Toronto's uh, Fan Expo, um, which is their big con yeah. of the year. And uh, all the Discovery main cast was there, uh, except for, like, maybe one or two people. And then um, it wasn't a showrunner, but it was one of the show's three writers at the time. And uh, he was like, yeah, it was just me and my brother in, in our living room all day watching, you know, the original series. And, you know, we loved the shit out of it. And from that age, we would write, well, what if this happened? Instead of that, what if instead of Kirk going and doing this, Kirk went and did this? What if, you know, yeah. Spock did this instead of that? Would that have set them on a different set of events? And it's just and then what he if would comics ru- from Marvel just didn't start. Right. So he's been doing that <laughs> since he was a kid, he said. Yeah. So this could be, you know, seen as his what if like to the full over, yeah. origin yeah, yeah, yeah. of certain characters. You know, which I understand a lot of people could take issue with. And I, I'm not even against you taking issue with it. Um, and the thing is, we don't own that character. Nobody owns that Right. You can't but, say, that's my character. But the thing is, is like there's – Everybody has different ideas of exactly. what they want. And the thing is, though, with, with characters like this, with with characters like Spock and Captain Kirk and mm-hmm. Captain Picard and, you know, um, 
and Josh Henderson, characters that are crazy and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and larger than life. Um, poor Josh. Um, but like freaking like these are people. These these are characters that are just like concepts, you know. At this point, yeah, you're not, you're not deifying somebody, you know. Captain Kirk was was kind of rapey, you know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. He's a little rapey. He'd like slap a girl and kiss her, and all of a sudden she's like swooning for him. It's very you know, typical '60s shit, right? You know, machismo bullshit. Yeah. Um, but like, just in general, you know, like you look at these characters, and they're you don't. It's not that you're putting them on a pedestal. But there's an exception. You got a you got a expectation that comes with who that character exactly. is. Exactly. And you know, it's and it's like there's a structure to that character. There's a almost like you know people can tweak it here and tweak it there, but the, the fact of the matter is, you know, this is your con- this is the concept of who that character is as a person mm-hmm. is established. Yeah. You don't make um Captain Kirk a freaking poet laureate. You know, maybe, right. you know, I mean, well, do, I feel like that's why they're allowed do. to take these liberties with discovery to an extent, though, because it's before the establishment. Yeah, it's, but it's pre-establishment. But so it's still, not their their confident, completed form that you see them in but 20, they're, they're 30 still, years later. They're still fucking with it. He's like, I mean, yeah, Picard was a ladies man as a kid, as a young man. Or right. And we know that it's established. You know, but I mean, there's certain. I feel things. like if you've seen it though on on screen, I feel like it would almost fuck with you knowing yeah. who he is later. Yeah, who yeah, this is, you know. Like you, you see this really strong leadership coming from him later, and you're like, wow, he he never would have been that kind of dude. He was the one cornhole in that Romulan chick, and then he shoved her <laughs> oh, out an God. airlock. No, he, it was oh. horrible. The next episode, he shoves her out an airlock. He was a murderer. What a monster! Oh. But Jesus then he's about this is Captain Picard. Yeah. But yeah, no, I see what you're talking about. But I mean, it's like when they when they take Batman and they do weird shit to a Batman year two or one where he faced the, year red, one, the I think. red death. They yeah. did the skull mask and the red uh-huh. leather armor. The, the swords was killing him. Cool everybody. character. And he pulled a gun on him. They re, but they rewrote who Joe Cool was a little bit. Yeah. You know. And I'm fine with rewriting of Joe Cool to an extent. Yeah. I, I've seen so many different versions of Batman. Or, of Batman's. Yeah. Batman's. Yeah. Batman's origin where like, you know, I've seen some where like Joker was involved in some shit and had like it was a pre like because you know how New 52 was like there's been Jokers all throughout time. Yeah. I've seen somewhere like the Joker uh, like side universe shit where Joker was the one to start the Batman cycle. Yeah. Where, well, like, like the Tim Burton when he did. Yeah. You know, I remember he killed his parents, mm-hmm. you know. Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Good God. Oh God. I like that portrayal though. I thought Jack Nicholson <sighs> did pretty good. How could you not like that? It came out four years before you were born. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I don't think there's a truly good a hundred percent all the way through Batman movie before Probably. Don't you say Dark Knight. <laughs> I, I like Batman Begins. I did like Batman Begins. Dark Knight was the best up until that oh, point. Yeah. yeah. But I do, I do not like, like, I mean, people give, like, all the praise in the world to Michael Keaton. But, man, it's like. I know. It wasn't. He's it's, not. It's George Clooney looked like Bruce Wayne, didn't really act like Bruce, Bruce right. Wayne. Right. Michael Keaton I feel like, was you know, a little goofy. It's just like Tim Burton. It's just like Spider-Man actors. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, yeah. you know, like Toby, he's really nerdy. Like, he's really good as Peter. Yeah. But, like, Andrew Garfield was really bad as Peter because he was really, like, the cool kid that 
he was like an outcast but a cool kid at the same time. It made no sense. Yeah, yeah. But uh, his Spider-Man was really good. He was very quippy. He was very jokey, and he would swing around like an actual like yeah. like you would see in the comics. Yeah. Tom Holland is the perfected form of Spider-Man. Yes. Like Tom, Tom's a lot better, and it's it's because he's there, he's a kid, right? Playing him, so even as a even as a character, as a, even as a child actor, I shouldn't say child. Tom's like, and oh. nowadays there really isn't like you. I mean, you'll see it to an extent, but you don't see as much of the. This is the nerd click. This is the the sports click. This is it the yeah. It doesn't really exist anymore. No, you know? the click yeah, system yeah. has been gone since I was in high school. I mean, it was more like I'm friends with this person. I'm not friends with that person. It yeah. wasn't because of. Yeah what you did it was just like you you were just choosy and you know you see that like he's a nerd yeah but that's not why people don't like him it's like you they know flash like is yeah. like a asshole and he's just a bully but yeah, they like, don't like him because he's different but flash yeah. is the modern bully like he's like you know you ain't shit like yeah what the like yeah why are you why, why are you fucking with me because <laughs> like, i need to impress this girl he's like because i got a huge you. dick like, yeah, right. What? No. <laughs> like, leave me alone. I can, tell by your, I can tell by your shoe size that's not true. What's up, uh, <laughs> dickwad? Man. Yeah, it's, you know, that way we saw the trailer for that. We talked about that in the last episode. That next movie looks Man. interesting. It's either going to be really fucking cool or mediocre. I think it's going to be really <laughs> fucking cool because I think they're going to have some really good teases to go into it because, um, I mean, uh, in that trailer, there's – there's a moment that um, I saw some people talking about where Spider-Man's swinging through New York rather than being in Europe, and they show that the Stark Tower is being re, um, it's being like redone completely, bottom to top. And uh, you know, in Homecoming, we got a little taste of that when Happy said somebody, some random buyer, decided to take over the entire Avengers Tower or whatever. And uh, they were just going to move all the Avengers shit to HQ up upstate New York. Um, so now the so then the question becomes, who was buying Avengers Tower? Yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh, what if it's the Baxters? Nah, or, or what if Baxter it's the Baxter Building? building yeah. You know, for the for Reed Richards, and it's like, nah, sorry, they don't have the rights. Yeah, not yet. It's it's not not yet. Maybe someday. Maybe someday we'll see that building get erected, um, but not today. And the, <laughs> <laughs> but then the next thing was it's a Sony like Spider Man is completely Sony and it's a shared deal. They could a hundred percent say that it's Oscorp, yeah, and that Norman is has bought it because he has intentions of doing experimental shit. You could even say he wants to do experimental shit with like Chitari Tech. Oh yeah! From with the introduction shit. of the Chitari tech being spread all over, all the over, there was all sorts of cool new shit. And even before the Chitari tech, you had, um, you know, they, they they really did a good job with that whole Marvel Universe technology shit. With like, you know, uh, Stark's dad having all sorts of you know, right. the Hydra tech and all that right. shit. Whereas some of these old, the old Spider Man movies, everything was normal, just like our Earth. Except, oh my God, there's Spider Man. Right, like, there, you didn't have oh. that aspects. So you didn't have to worry about. You had like the scorpion or stilt man. There never really was like an extraterrestrial threat. Yeah. Yeah. um, In any of the movies. But now there is. And that gives Norman Osborn a bigger range of things that he could be doing. But I seen someone was like, you know what's really interesting about all of this, uh, you know, mysterious buyer of Stark Tower thing? They also said in Ant Man and the Wasp that the guy 
that was like the side bad guy. Um, he wasn't. It wasn't Ghost. It was the the dude that was always wearing like the suit and oh, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. He he's always Sandy in guy. Tarantino movies. He's yeah. a snaky kind of dude. Yeah, um, big forehead, big lips. Yeah, he's a good actor. Oh, he's I great. will give him that. No, he's fantastic. But uh, no, he's just one of them weasel looking dudes. And uh, like he's like he doesn't give away who he works for. And he's, but he's going after this crazy tech. Yeah. Like, is that them, like, just leading into Osborne trying to run, like, a global? Because Osborne always has those type of people working for him. And in all the comic yeah. books, he has the legit side to his business, but he pretty much runs everything. But then the bad, the dark side of his business is always those kind of slimy mafia. Types, right, right. You know, but he never goes through Kingpin. Yeah. He never goes through the people. Because he didn't. Future. I mean, he really didn't need to. He doesn't need to. need to. Yeah. Exactly. So you never see those touchstones. So it would be really cool to see if he was in – if Osborne becomes like the next big bad for, you know. And, dude, I'd be – I mean, it might be a crazy twist, but I could see them introducing all of the Spider-Man necessary villains through every hero movie that comes out in, be in Phase 4. Yeah. And then lead up to an Avengers Sinister Six movie. I'd like to see them do um, the like you know like they did with Luke Cage and all that shit you know on, on, on Netflix. Do some of the the anti hero esque shit. Yeah, you know with like some of them like cause some of them like Kurt Connors the lizard you know is an interesting character where it, when he's in the lizard persona persona he eats people and kills he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. But he's Kurt Connors. It's a bit of that the Incredible Hulk thing where it's like. The, the original Hulk killed people all the time. Right, people right. Died constantly. Or even like Hulk. Venom. Yeah, I mean. Venom's always eating people. And yeah, shit. exactly. And then, like, he became a hero later. But you could introduce them as, like, a center, sort of anti-hero and then uh-huh. have them face Peter in the next movie because then it's like, well, who are you going to root for? Right. You, you you have this established character, Spider-Man, that everybody loves. But also, this guy's kind of anti-hero. He's actually kind of cool. Yeah. You know, that people don't hate. Like, you know, you look in the backstories about a lot of the criminals. You know, like the rhino. The best villains are the ones that you don't want to hate. Exactly. Like the rhino had his wife was dying. So yeah. he, he became the rhino. To procure the medicine to, to fix her, and then he had to pay off the guys to, you know, that he's kind of like Mr. Freeze. Like, Mr. Yes. Freeze, like, he's always got his girl under that yep. cryogenic shit. And it's like, you know, you don't want to fuck with Mr. Freeze because if you fuck with him, then you're going to kill his wife. Yep. yep. Like, it's, it's, it's one of them double edged swords where, like, you don't, you don't want to hate the guy because you know what he's doing is right to an extent. It's fucked up. But, uh, <laughs> it's fucked up. It is like, like even Killmonger. Like from the beginning, he's like, you know, you got our weapons in in your museum, you British fuck. Like, <laughs> and you're trying to claim it as like something that was just found. No, you guys like raped and pillaged like half of Africa, and then you took this from Wakanda. Like, this is what you guys do. This is this is real things. And uh, the girl was just like. Well, uh, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to leave because uh, I think you're being a little hostile. Hostile? Hostile. Yeah, he goes crazy. Like, maybe you should check what you're drinking. And then she's like, ah! <laughs> she just drops. <laughs> but no, I, I, I feel like that's why he was so successful as a, uh, as a villain was because he was so, like, I mean, a lot of, like, I mean, African-Americans in general could, like, kind of relate with him on just a story level of, like, you guys stole our culture completely. Like, you you literally stole our heritage from us. 
we don't even like we aren't even allowed to know our culture because you took it. Like, I mean, honestly, I I can't name many of my uh, many of my African American friends that know which part of Africa they their family came from originally. That's because that shit wasn't allowed to be known. It didn't matter. They were thrown on a ship, and that was it. So seeing Killmonger bring that shit to the forefront of his story, it was hard hitting, and you feel emotionally like. You know, it's fucked up. Like, this kid this kid did not deserve any of this shit um, that happened to him in his life. And he relates that to his ancestors. You see that in a lot of great villains, though, where, you know, they don't deserve to be shit on the way they are. But, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, the best, the best villains are always the ones that you can relate to in some way. And Killmonger did that right. Uh, I feel like they could do a really good job with some of these... Uh, Spider-Man villains. Um, Spider-Man, uh, the game on PS4. Yeah, you've played the game now. It, it's, uh, it's really, really good as far as gameplay goes. But the story of it, it's it mainly follows Otto uh, as a villain, uh, Doc Ock. And he's like. Who is that? You need to explain who that is. I don't know who that is. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> no, but. uh He's like his whole thing is he just wants revenge against Norman for firing him. Oh, like Norman. That's, that's the route you're taking with him in that one. Well, it's like him and Norman were working together for years and years and years, and they basically started Oscorp together. And uh, you know, he was he was huh. he was doing all these experiments and shit, but they all failed. Like Octavius was a failed mad scientist, and Norman was like. Dude, I'm funding you for all this shit, and you just keep on failing. Like, I can't keep dumping millions into you if you're not going to produce. Like, I I know we got our history and whatever, but you're fucking up. So then he goes off, and he gets funded by AIM. Oh. AIM, AIM funds his his tentacles, his uh his robot arms, and uh. That's pretty. Sweet. That's how he gets the the metal for it, which is like a special kind of metal. That's like it's not vibranium, but it's no, it's, but it's one of them exotic yeah, yeah, metals. Yeah. Um, There's that one where it's it's not it's they call it uh, fake adamantium or, or it's yeah it's something like that. It's close to adamantium, but it's not quite right. Like osmium or something and like that. I think that's what it is actually. Um, but uh, they they fund him, and he goes immediately after uh, um, Osborne. Oh, and uh, that's kind of cool. And when he goes there, um, you know, Peter jumps in, saves him the usual. And then uh, and Norman's whole thing is he's going to like completely infect the entire city and kill them because of like certain things that happen. And then the robot legs fucking with his mental state. Because, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, you know. You know, it ro- happens as, as happens. Robot prosthetics tell yeah, you what oh, to do. Always you know? mess with Especially when they're arms, not brains. But Yeah, when I put know. my robot arms on, they totally tell me what to do. I do bad <laughs> but, things. But uh, It's horrifying. You, you take them down by the end of it, of course. But uh, it it's a weird twist where, like, you know, you could get all these mentions of Harry throughout the story, but you never see Harry. And it's kind of like, oh. what's Harry doing? And you keep getting little tidbits of info like he's supposed to be off at college in London. Cool. He's doing his thing at Oxford. Awesome. He's a great student. Cool. And, uh, you know, you get to the end of the game and you find out he never went. 
Oh. And the reason he never went was because Norman didn't want to let him go. Oh. And Norman found the symbiote, the first symbiote to hit Earth. And he trapped it in a tank, like a a, a special kind of tank, like where he can just sonically shut down the symbiote if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, but it's in a liquid. Like it's like it's like the symbiote is dunked in a liquid. Oh. And he can just like shock the liquid if he wants to. And that symbiote ain't doing shit. And it's like he's trying to train the symbiote. But you find out Norman wanted to test the symbiote right as Harry's about to leave for college. And he's like, my son's strong enough. He can do it. And he dunks Harry in the tank. And then he, like, he basically forces that bond. So Harry is the first host of Venom in this universe, which is a really crazy, like, multiversal twist. That's pretty fucking wicked. But I, I don't think that's – I talked to my friend about this because he played through – he just played through. He just finished it. Um, and he was like, you know, I don't know how I feel about Harry being Venom as a whole. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that's what the route they're going with. I think they're going to make Norman full green goblin in this and he's going to be the villain. And I think halfway through the story of the se- of the sequel, we're probably going to see Peter helping – Harry get rid of the symbiote, and that's when Eddie Brock comes along. I I really think that's how they're going to play it because Miles is a really integral part to this game as a side character. I feel like Eddie Brock could be that side character to this game up until the point he becomes Venom. With the collapse of the the Marvel multiverse and Miles being put in the main 616 universe now. I love it. That gives him a lot more storytelling abilities. It's interesting, you know, with Miles with his his stinger ability and his strength level and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool cuz he's like, I mean, in canon now, he's like like at least a couple times stronger than Peter. Yeah. Because the spider he got bit by was way more intense. Yeah. And like it gets to the point in Secret Empire where he fucking shatters Captain America's Hydra shield, which is like, yeah, you know, it's, it's again, made it's after a, the fact. Well, it's like a, again, it's that false adamantium, right? Um, and he just shatters it though. He like he just bitch slaps it and it's fucking. That was pretty funny. It explodes, but like, um, and this is right after Black Widow dies. Like she gets stabbed in the neck with the point of the shield, and it's fucking crazy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and you're like, oh. <laughs> but uh, that's I love Miles as a character. I wish uh, we could get more of him in the future. But I seen uh, I seen someone was like, we should get uh, we should get the kid from uh, the little black kid from Stranger Things to play him. Uh, oh, dude, that'd be, be cool. amazing. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, those kids are going on to do a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, they, they're doing know, big things. They they need to not take so long between. Season so because these kids are growing. They're growing up, really up fast. so fast. They're so big. Well, look at well, Game of Thrones. Obviously, it's been almost a year, almost two years. Right? Yeah, it's like it's. I mean, these kids, these people finished principal filming a long time ago. Right, they're just waiting. Like <laughs> you know, so like the, the show's going to come out. People are going to be like, "Oh, great!" And they're going to go Google these people and be like, "He's got a beard and three kids. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Brands old, you know." No, it's uh, funny. It's one of the, like time sensitive things. You really shouldn't wait too long. No. Well, people lose interest too. That's what happened with uh, Westworld. With me, like Westworld came out. I was like, this is really good. And they're like, season two will be a two-year wait. And I'm like, fuck I you. I like the concept of the show. Oh, yeah. I don't – the last season was weird. I don't know where they went with that. That, yeah. was, that was nuts. But, you know, it's 
I don't know. It's it's when you wait too long between seasons, it can fuck it up. Yeah. You know, where you were spoiled. Or like at least if you don't fill that gap with something else to watch within the same universe or something. Like, you know, at least the Netflix shows for like Marvel, it's it was like, you know, you'd have a Daredevil season. And then four months later, you'd have a Jessica Jones season. Then four months later, you got Luke Cage. And four months later, you got Iron Fist. And then you, four, four months later, you got Daredevil season two. Four months later, you got fucking uh, Defenders. And then they did Punisher. And then Jessica two, Luke two, Daredevil three, Iron Fist two. Or no, it was Iron Fist two and then Daredevil three. And now they just released... Uh, Punisher season two, which I'm like two or three episodes into right now, and it's it's really good. But it's good that they fill them gaps. I mean, it's I mean they're all getting canceled one by one now. Yeah, I, I mean, we're probably a week away from them saying that Pun- Punisher is completely canceled. But uh, do you think they're cleaning house before the merger completely is finalized, so they can just put out? They're saying this merger will be done by June, like completely, like worldwide. This merger should be done by June. Which means Disney's getting ready to launch that app this fall, and they're gonna just have a shit ton of of content on it. Um, but I don't think they're doing it for the purpose of what we would hope. I don't think they're doing this platform launch thing where they're gonna, you know, relaunch it and have Daredevil, Punisher, Defenders, just the De- Defenders verse part of. The MCU. I don't think that's going to play a factor at all, sadly, because uh, – Yeah. I the, think those series are dead. Well, the thing is like, you know, Daredevil Season 3 is still on Netflix. That's like yeah. – you can still go watch all Season 1, 2, and 3. And that's a Netflix-made show. So Netflix made it. I don't think Disney acquiring back – the sh- the the rights for all this shit mm-hmm. is going to play a factor in that at all or them launching their own platform. I have a feeling because it was a Netflix thing, you'll just see one day they disappeared. They're not on Netflix anymore. Yeah. They're not on any other platform. Disney would have to license out that from Netflix. Yeah. And that's money they probably don't feel like spending. They'd rather just make a new story. And that, be- and then you're not going to have any interest in that because people don't tend to wa- – you know, if you have newer versions of the characters out there or things that happen in that universe, but, you know, Disney's flat out not going to touch on that character's history because like, it's, it's a dead end. You know, like I would not go – like get into a series if there was only – like and this is why people don't get into Firefly because Firefly was very well written. It Ended was a lot of too fun. soon. One season that was it. Yeah. So people are hesitant to get into it because they'll watch it. Like, well, then they I came back this. and did what? They is did it, a movie. They, they, well, no, well, no, that's they the series it, with uh, Nathan Fillion. He came back and did another series was, was that was movie. different, but it was close. It was a movie. Was it a movie? Yeah. I thought it was and, a series. And they but... killed a bunch of the people. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. It's unnecessary. <laughs> it made me mad. I was like, hey. And now he's doing. Now he's doing a cop show called The Rookie, where he's like a 45-year-old rookie, <laughs> which is a funny concept, but it's not realistic. <laughs> but, you uh, never know. Then people might get desperate out there. Look at, look well, at Detroit. Yeah. Look at Detroit. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of tough. They're they're asking for anybody. Someone please come help. But Write parking tickets. Yeah, it, um, it happens too often, though, where you wait too long or you just you blew the good, the good nut. And, yeah, uh, you know, like the writers are like, I'm not doing this shit. Fuck it. Because... You know, 
the studio cancels it or the studio's like, okay, you're you're you, put on hold. You, you got half your budget. Right. You know, they're like, fuck that, you know. Fucking – I mean, I've seen, you know, people saying like Charlie Cox, the guy that is the current Daredevil, he's like – he's my idea of Daredevil. He's a yeah. good Matt Murdock. He's a great Daredevil. The dude acts his ass off for a TV show that only gets streamed a couple million times and then it's done. Like he really just is that character. And – to to just drop him would be the biggest mistake. Like, but Disney doesn't have to have him though. That's the thing. Like, that's true. Disney doesn't need anybody. Yeah, Disney like, doesn't have to do. Sh- Disney does not have to do shit with th- these existing properties. They can they, that's how they feel the because they didn't pay for him, so they don't care. Right. You know. Um. But like, and and even uh um, I always forget his name, but the dude that plays Punisher, he's fucking uh. Like, he's fucking awesome as as Frank Castle. I mean, he's a short little dude, but he's, like, really, really good as Punisher. He plays the the violent, gritty side of the character really fucking well. Hmm. Um, but he he doubles with that Frank Castle, like, you know, I'm going to be incognito mode for, like, five episodes type type shit really well, too. Where, like, he can't help but but jump in the middle of the fight and stop it. He can't help it. He's he's that kind of dude. He yeah. has to be involved in some shit because he's a, a war vet that loves the action. I feel like all of them. The only one I feel like they could replace is the girl that plays Jessica Jones. I mean, yeah. she's not the worst character, period. But I feel like she's like I feel like Jessica's just boring as it as it currently is. They the first season was incredible, and then like the second season, I I honestly stopped watching it after the fourth episode. It was like, well, well, what? So what? Did, what's the big bad? Right, uh, right. You get spoiled by that Buffy thing. You want the new big bad, something interesting, and sometimes it just does not appear. Yeah, you know, and that that just happened with me with that. I'm just well, like, she's got all that PTSD shit that drives the first season, and you know, the remnants are still there in the second season, but it's not. Anywhere near as good, and the writing of it. The, you know, I'm like most most people. You know, my age, like we've got kids, we work. Mm-hmm. Like I have a limited space in time where I can watch stuff and consume the stuff I like to consume. Right. You know, like the comics and the, and the podcasting and stuff. So, like, I listen to certain podcasts. I, li- you know, when we travel, yeah. I watch certain TV shows. I, you know, I watch certain movies when I can, and it's just like I can't invest my time in something that does not interest me just for the sake of finishing it off. It's not like when I was younger, it was like, well, I started reading this comic series. I'm going to, I'm going to read it till the end. Cause I want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I, I literally just go and just forget about it. You know, I'll just, I'll finish this at some day later. You know, it's the same thing with Jessica Jones. I'll finish it at some point later. Yeah. You know, I'll come back to it someday. Come back to it. No, it's, I, I really, uh, I really hope Disney decides to do something with, uh, with at least a couple of them characters. The guy that plays Luke Cage is wonderful. Mike Coulter. He's, oh, yeah. He he's, was incredible. He's great. Yeah. He plays the role just Hopefully how I'd like. They'll do something with him, hopefully. They'll at least, like, try to give him another. Give him a show. <laughs> give like, him a show. I don't care. Mike they, Coulter's... They have a show, but, like, give him a show. Like, I mean, put it on the Disney platform, a new Luke Cage, and have your Disney writers do a, a much better job at keeping me interested into the second season. Yeah. But, yeah, they really uh, shot their wad with the first season with both those characters, didn't they? They did a really good job in that first season. The The villains were, like, completely interesting right out the gate. Yeah, they weren't classic villains either. They were they were kind of revamped a little bit for the modern age. Right, and they felt 
natural. They felt yeah. good. I feel like an African dude as the villain, just like, and and Harlem is like kind of a stretch, but yeah, yeah, but it, uh, this wasn't as interesting. No, you know, but uh, it was. It's it's one of them things. But I I've seen some people were like, you know what? If Marvel don't want to take uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil and uh, read and do anything with it, I'd honestly be fine with them revamping um, a couple DC movies with him as young Bruce. That'd be kind of Because cool. he almost looks like young Ben Affleck to an extent. Um, that poor child. <laughs> he almost like he almost looks like middle age. Like, well, I mean, Batman's middle aged currently. Like but, forever, but like Half Life, Batman. Like when he's like in his twenties, Charlie Cox could play that dude. Like, it's true that version of Bruce. It's very true. Good. And like early stages of Batman that they were hinting at in uh, Batman versus Superman and hinting at in Justice League, where he was fighting the Penguin and you know fighting. You know, all these different villains that we never will get to see with Ben Affleck because he already fought them. Yeah, exactly. That fight is done. So if you wanted to go back and tell a few of them stories and you needed an actor, that dude, he does most of his stunts. He doesn't like he's not like the kind of actor to sit back and like let a stuntman do everything like he actually learned how to, you know, do the the. I don't think it's Muay Thai, but it's one of them type of martial arts where you're you're like boxing and like throwing in a few kicks, and to to the point where he can do most of his stunts. That's cool. He can't shit. he can't do the flips. He can't do the off the wall shit that they do. But like most of the the scenes where it's like he's in a hallway doing something, he's doing most of that shit. Like it's crazy. So now he's he's, he's like Jason Momoa. He's gonna be one of those assholes who's like not only is he handsome and a good actor, but he does his own stunts too. Why don't you just set the bar? Well, why super don't you high? just why don't you just fucking take everybody's job? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Be the cameraman. Yeah, Fuck come it. on, Jason. Like, just stretch your arm out. You can do it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> who no. needs special effects? He breaks his arm. <laughs> Look, oh I my god! Like Reed Richards. He's like, like and oh, action. Yeah. Oh, you took the director job oh. too. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> But no, it's uh, it's one of them things. I I'd like to see it. Um, if because there's still no word on this Batman movie. We did get the Birds of Prey like tease. They were like, "Hey, this is what all the characters are gonna look like," and uh, Harley looks just as joyful and. Is DC going look at our titties? Look at it. Woo! <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, the Birds of Prey movie, it better be. I think it's going to be fun. I don't I, think it's going to be serious. I think it's going to be fun. I don't want a sexist view of female characters. I don't want the Huntress's main power to be the fact that she wears tight stuff. No, she's, her, you know? she's going to have a mob background in this movie. Her dad did in the, in the original series. Yes. The comic book yes. Because there's other variations where she's, you know, her origin kind of sucks. But the the classic like mob family, some shit went down, so now she hunts the mob and shit like that. Like that's cool. That's that's gonna be her origin in this movie. Um, and it's what's her name? Uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein. Uh, yeah, freaking yeah. what's her name from uh, Ramona? Ramona. 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 And she's in uh, what's it called? Um, Ten Cloverfield Lane. She's beautiful and stuff. She is. I, I love her. She every movie she's in, she's like the best. Sky High, a classic. The superhero movie for the kids that was like, you know, completely. You watched watch that? Completely underrated. Did you watch that movie? Completely underrated. You watched that movie. Kurt Russell was in it. I don't care. Kurt, Kurt Russell was the man. You did all you want. You watched that. Kurt last, Russell you, was the man. You watched that last year, didn't you? 
You know who else was in it? Uh, what's his name? Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell is hilarious God in that Bruce movie. Bruce Campbell. I, I love that dude. He's so freaking funny. I love that dude. He literally leads with his chin. He we does. We should all follow. Completely. Where the chin leads, we should follow. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to wrap up this episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about Aquaman a little bit and glass. You know, I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. And this has been (laughs) Don't Feed After Midnight. You can follow us on Twitter at at DFAMPodcast and on Instagram at DFAMPodcastOfficial. All right. Peace. Peace.